0: Now, back to BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
1: Welcome back into the show. Good to have you along with us. That is Ryan Horvath. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. In just a second, we're going to welcome on friend of the show, Matt Cox. But before we do, Ryan, I have a couple of college basketball score updates, and I have an update on the trough in my house situation. So which one do you want first? You want the toilet update or you want the basketball update?
0: I kind of want the toilet update, to be honest, because the I'm toilet? looking at all the basketball okay. scores, and I'm a selfish man, yeah.
1: Okay, the uh, The toilet update is, I got a text from the girl that I'm dating that says, if you ever put a trot in our place, then I'm immediately breaking up with you. So I asked her if she wants me to help her find apartments. So that's kind of where I am right now in my personal life is Damn. I've decided it's, it's so important to me that I might be risking my actual relationship now. Here's the college basketball update. Marquette up two on Mar on a Butler halftime 34-32. Syracuse up 10 early at home over number seven, North Carolina, 23-13. And then Iowa State. How about Iowa State in the top 10? They've got 10, 10 to 8 over Cincinnati, Illinois up 22-11 early on over Michigan. Virginia and Pittsburgh. The over under in that game was like 120-something. They've already got 40 on the board with 10 minutes left to play in the first half. So, overs if you got it looking good. With that, let's talk some more college basketball with Matt Cox from Three Man Weave. Matt, UConn ranked number one last year's national champion. Why should I not bet on them to win the whole thing again?
2: Uh, you probably should. I'm regretting not adding them to my future portfolio. <laughs> it seems like it's it's them and Purdue and everybody else. I think we're all trying to get cute and, and find other better value players. I was just doing a reconciliation of my future portfolio. Um, not as good as I thought it was, man. Just in, in some pretty big holes with uh, with UConn and Purdue being right there at the top. No, I, I mean, value-wise, um, you know, anything below 10 to 1, in my opinion, at this point in the year just feels like it's it's a reach. Like, I think maybe you can actually wait – and hope that UConn gets uh, a couple of slip ups, maybe, maybe late in conference play. We saw it happen last year, right? They actually took some L's late in the year against Big East foes, Probably they dropped to a four scene. People kind of forgot how dominant they were for most of the year. So I think at this point, um, you hold your breath and you wait, um, but you're right this. I think we're all kind of kicking ourselves if you try to get too cute. And, and certainly I was one of those people.
0: Um, what about Kentucky? First thing, do you like Kentucky tonight to cover the number? It's sitting there a day and a half. I kind of like Kentucky, actually. And then, you know, would you do anything with them? They don't play any defense, unfortunately, but they're the best three point shooting team in the country. Yeah. You know, they're pretty much top 10 in every offensive metric, but they don't defend. But we also know that Kentucky teams usually don't defend until late on, later on in the season, anyway. It's tough to trust Cal once we get to the tournament, but man, I mean, they could just score the basketball. What do you think about them? Not only tonight, but the futures market as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, Futures, I like them a lot more, right? I think that's sort of a yeah. – uh, t- is a good buy low. Uh, Cal had a whole thing where he's practicing 90% of his uh, practice time on defense. So, you know, I, I envision like a Gene Hackman, a Hoosier situation, right, where he's just, you know, we're not going to touch a ball until we learn how to master defensive principles. Not sure how much that actually matters. Uh, tonight I was looking at this game. It's like I think either lay it with Kentucky or you take Ole Miss on the money line. Um, I'd be shocked if it falls somewhere in between. If that makes any sense, it, it sort of feels like the rice at Memphis spot a few weeks ago, where I think mean, people were trying to look at this as a Memphis kit right spot, and they just lost again. Like the, the the train continued to fall off the tracks. I can see Kentucky taking one more before they really tighten up the screws. And again, this is a young team, right? Like you know, going back to the Memphis comparison, that's actually an older team, um, one that can I think you know rally the you know circle the wagons quicker. This is still a lot of youth. I mean, they have Antonio Reeves, they have a couple of older classmen, Trey Mitchell, but it's still largely a freshman team. And in the area, uh, the era of college basketball, where you have all these thirty and thirty-one year olds playing their super duper COVID year, um, not exactly a recipe for a major turnaround quickly.
1: Talking a little college hoops here with Matt Cox on the BetQL Network. So I've always loved Cougars; kind of been my thing. I'm looking at Houston right now, ten to one right now to win the national championship, and. The last couple of years, they've been close. Maybe the fact that they're Big Twelve tested this year could that be the difference in them getting to a Final Four versus actually winning a national championship this year?
2: Yeah, I do think so because they've been in a lot more close games, especially on the road and in, in, in tough environments. Now the NCAA tournament, right, it's all neutral sites, but but I do think they've just going into late possession or late game, uh, nip and tuck possession affairs. I think will help them. Right, I think they basically were immune to any of that for so many years in the AAC because they were so dominant. Like, they were too good for their own good. Um, And and Kelvin Sampson's talked about this. I think he's right. I think some of this stuff sometimes you think is, you know, they're just kind of blowing smoke and it's just cliche stuff. But I really believe that the step up in class, getting all of these tests, you know, getting some losses, ironing out some kinks, I think actually will help them uh, in the long run. And the fact that their roster is more retooled to have a little more offensive upside, right? There's some shot making there with LJ Cryer. And Jamal Shea continues to just get better and better, right? I think you used to look at him as just a defensive glove with erratic scoring, but now I think he really has some offensive potential.
0: What are your thoughts on uh, Wisconsin this season? You know, they're 16-8, and number 20 in the country. Like, the difference is, I mean, they're your typical Wisconsin team, but they could actually score the basketball this year. Uh, They do defend. They still play at a really slow pace. But what do you think about them? Not only, uh, you know, like, in the long run, but also they got a game tonight, and uh, I was thinking about maybe laying it there as well.
2: I kind of think Ohio State is uh, is a feisty dog here tonight. I know that they're trying okay. to shove Chris Holtman out the door there, but um, they, they've been yeah. playing a little bit better lately. We saw them do this late season uh, resurgence last year. In Wisconsin, I know they've lost four in a row at this point, so um, you know maybe you're getting a, a get-right spot tonight here at Holming. It's a more favorable matchup, but I do think they were a little bit overvalued with some really unsustainable shooting. Uh, AJ Store has been a big revelation for them this year. I just don't know if I think he can you know, play like Johnny Davis uh, you know, the, I think he did his best impression, but people are learning how to scout him, how to prepare for him. He does kind of take some dumb shots sometimes. I was selling Wisconsin to start the year. I came around. Now I'm like, ah, maybe I was right the first time. I think the truth somewhere right. in the middle. I do think they have more long term potential, like because they can actually they actually have some shot making um, to kind of loosen up that offense when the game slows down to a halt. But but still, I, I'm going back and forth. I feel like I may have had my initial read on the right side there.
1: If you like him, follow him at Matty underscore Cox. Matt Cox joining us here on BetQL tonight on the Bet. Good Lord, where are we on the BetQL network? Um, so Matt, I'm looking at last year's NCAA tournament, particularly the Final Four. Going, goodness gracious, how did these teams end up there? There's no way that in February anybody was predicting that San Diego State or Florida Atlantic or even Miami like they were going to go that far. So I need to make a little money, bro. Give me those teams now. Like, give me some crazy teams that might end up actually in the Final Four because I'm about to lay down a little bit of bread on this.
2: So, New Mexico has been my darling future. I've already bet them three separate times. They're down to 125, uh, I believe, at some places. They've actually taken on some water lately. Big game tonight. Um, so, maybe you'll wait until the result tonight because I think they're doing this win at UNLV to make them uh, feel a little better about their at-large prognosis. I think they're pregnant around an 8 or a 9 seed right now but their guards are electric man like Donovan Dent is one of the best guards in the country that no one knows about or more people are learning about him everyone knows Jamal Mashburn it seems like from his dad's pedigree and the star power he had last year Jalen House has been around the block or two you know just to steal a, a swiping machine in the backcourt but Diamond Dent's really been the engine of that team they got some dudes up front and I still think Richard Pitino um yeah he's not his dad but he can coach I think he's a little bit undervalued as an X and O guru there too that, that's my one sort of uh, dark horse-ish team I'd be looking to add um, and man, even Dayton, I think they're, you're getting some pretty good prices on Dayton still in the market out there and they're sitting like a 4 or a 5 seed you know, I know they can get kind of caught in the yeah. mud and we've seen them lose some low scoring, ugly games and it's like, you don't ever go into a game with Dayton like, really excited to lay it because it just takes so long for them to they're like kind yeah. of a Midwest Virginia so to speak, right? But but the fact they're sitting at like a 4 or a 5 seed right now in the bracket matrix, like they'll be favored their first game pretty good draw potentially into the second weekend. So I think just from the fact that there's a misalignment between the value of where they're projected in the tournament, how good their analytic profile is um, and the price you're getting, I think that's another one too. Um, I, and they have that kind of that, that good narrative where Anthony Grant missed out in the COVID year with Obi Toppin, had a ton of injuries last year. I just feel like they're, they're due, right? There's some karma coming their way potentially in this uh, this
0: dance yeah i like that call on date i've been saying the same thing man they like bore you to death kind of like that providence team well every single season and also they're not fun you know what i mean like good. they just don't win by margin so they're not you know a sexy team like i, I love betting against them it takes a
2: while over. to win by margin right it's like we call it the crock pot that's jim's turn right that just takes a while yeah. to get to that margin
0: uh anything that you like tonight we still got a couple games on the board i know it's not the best slate but uh, anything that you bet tonight
2: yeah, I did take New Mexico. I got it at two. It's down to one and a half, one now. I think it's just a game that they outclass Nevada. I know Ben Rowe teams in the Mountain West has been a losing proposition all year, one of the stronger home court leagues. Every team is basically at elevation, uh, except for a couple there. But New Mexico, I think gets it done. They they smacked Nevada in the first matchup. Um, I don't see any revenge tonight. I just think that New Mexico needs this game badly to sl- cement themselves as a true at-large team. Um, I think they get it done tonight. The other one, kind of off the beaten path, Northern Illinois uh, hosting Buffalo, who is terrible. I mean, the Bulls got their first win of the year at Georgia Southern. Uh, I saw they celebrated it as a 1-0 and in their last one. Like, they really, like, we finally won a game this year. Now they come back to an actual conference game that matters against NIU, who will be taking this game seriously. They basically rested their best player last game because the game meant absolutely nothing. David Coyt, he should be back tonight. I think the Huskies are just categorically better. I think they lay the wood tonight uh, in a max showdown. So the Huskies... And the Lobos are my two late-night dogs, um, literal dogs, not, you know, one's a favorite, but but, but Pops to back in the mascot fashion.
1: <laughs> okay. Matt Cox joining us here on the BetQL Network. All right, hey, uh, before we get out of here, I got to ask you about my Jayhawks. They got smacked around last night. I'm wearing a Rock Chalk hoodie, so I feel like it's, I'm obligated to. Do you think that there's a chance that they get right once March comes around and perhaps they can make a run the tournament? Yes, I do. I,
2: they got to get healthy first. Um, shout out to Johnny Furphy, the Australian sensation, kind of lifting the ceiling of that team. He's been terrific, but you got to have McCullough healthy. You got to have Harris healthy. I think you need one more of those bench that, those bench mob guys to emerge. It feels like Nick Timberlake is just cursed at this point. He's got too much flack on social media. Even Bill Self is throwing him shade in the postgame press. I just feel like his confidence is shot. He had a nice big bag this offseason in the NIL fashion, so I don't feel all that bad for him. The guy I want to see, though, is Elmerco Jackson. He's the freshman five-star was really high on. Just hasn't really gotten the opportunities to play in the role that he was designed to. I think over the next month, um, you'll see some Bill Self magic kind of bring him out of, the, uh, out of the darkness. I think if he really comes to the forefront, you get McCuller fully healthy, you get Harris fully healthy. Um, that's a team that can really make some noise. That's one where you wait to bet their future price. I bet they take on a, some more water, a few more losses late here with their injuries, their lack of depth, and everyone wants to play them, right? Like, everyone circles them on the on the schedule, and I think they'll be a buy low here in a couple weeks.
0: Oh, we still got about 90 seconds. One last team I wanted to ask you about was Marquette. I was feeling a little bit better, better about my Marquette futures. I still am, um, you know, after a couple nice wins. Obviously, like, tonight is a huge look-ahead spot. I think we're going to find out more about Marquette coming up here this week. But uh, what are your thoughts on them right now?
2: Yeah, I'm just checking the score. It looks like they're up two uh, mid-second yeah. half right now in a dogfight with Butler. Butler's good, and they're they're good at home, and I think they're, again, a team on the bubble that's desperate to kind of cement that they're going to all the way be in there. Marquette's, I think, a buy low, too. It seems like they've um, kind of fallen under the national radar because they had some injuries, took some losses early in conference play, got Chase Ross back. Um, but I like the mix of guys they have going right now, right? They kind of know who, they, who they're going to have down the stretch, Another team that doesn't have as much depth as you thought going into the year, but I still think their, their litany of guards, the, pre- the way they pressure you at the point of attack, they wear on you on over the course of the game, and they don't have to make shots to win. Um, that's what's scary about this Marquette team. Like, I think they look at people look at them and see like a perimeter-oriented shooting team, and they can get white-hot from three, but they don't have to do that to win. That's what's kind of key in looking at teams that can make deep runs. Can you win in different types of ways? They can win with pressure. They can win with getting in the rack. Um, and I like that makeup, that DNA of a team that can make a deep run. And Tyler is a dog, man. He's a killer. He's a guy you want to go to war with if you're looking to make a deep run. If he's healthy, unlike last tournament's run, they could be super dangerous.
0: I was going to say, March as long as, right as he doesn't turn with- the ball over multiple times in, uh, in key clutch minutes for me, yeah, um, yeah, I love him. Yeah, he's a little erratic, but uh, yeah. I, I still trust him. I, I, I trust okay. him still.
1: March is almost here, boys. That's Matt Cox from three-man weave joining us here on bet mgm tonight great stuff as always man appreciate your time appreciate it. you
2: fellas take care good luck tonight
1: Right. so if i didn't get too specific with you in asking you who you think the national champion is going to be but i said what conference does the national champion come from i'll give you a whole damn conference bro what would you tell me i'm pretty sure i know it what would you say
0: Man, I'm looking at Vandy with a four-point lead over AM. I might say the SEC—they they might win this thing outright tonight. Nine and a half-point dogs. No, give me. A, yeah, I'm going to cop out and I'm going to go. Oof. Yeah, give me. Where are you going? You go in the Big East.
1: I'm going with the Big Twelve. There's like six teams that could win this thing. Big East is I'm gonna good. Go with SEC the, is good.
0: You know what? I'm going to go with the SEC after the slander that I had towards the SEC. I'm really. I uh. If I can make one future bet, it would be on Kentucky, so I'll go with the SEC. I, I really want to make this bet. I just don't want to make the bet at a crappy number. I'm just thinking maybe I get better prices.
1: Tennessee you know, would get eaten alive by Texas. Iowa State would destroy Auburn. My Jayhawks yeah. would beat up on, who else is going to make it, South Carolina. Although, look, they're kind of good. I'm not saying South Carolina. Probably the best story this year in all of college basketball. Who saw that coming? Yeah. Thanks to Matt yeah. Cox. That's Ryan Horbot. I'm the sports machine Sean Maven. Coming up next. Wemby last night. Triple double with blocks. Unbelievable. Let's talk some NBA on the other side. Bet MBM.